All right, so we have a bunch of fun stuff to talk about with the PPP that was a train wreck. The epic disaster. Um, the epic failing mm-hmm. <laughs> from all levels. <laughs> mass proportions. That was built to never succeed. Yes. I told you earlier, I feel like post-fight press conference USC yeah. fighter that got <laughs> whooped. It's walking in front of everybody. To, yep. Just how got absolutely yeah, but it happens. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that they'll come out with you know additional funds for it, but I still don't know. I don't even know. I mean, the so I forgot who I heard describe it, but it's like you're trying to put a tiny bandaid on a giant wound. Mm-hmm. At this point. And the real, the real question is, even if they do approve funds, how long is it going to take to even approve funds? I mean, yeah, we could see them take a whole month till they're like, oh yeah, okay, we'll give you some more money. Yeah. Um, and by then, the ship is already well below the water. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of even rewind uh, and talk about, like, our experience for the past two weeks, like what PPP looked like from the rollout, because it was a cluster from the beginning. And I maybe naively thought it was going to smooth out. And by the time it even got close to smoothing out, all the money is gone yep. to 5% of small businesses. Um, so they rolled it out. What was it? April. Do you remember what the day was? April um, 3rd. Yeah, that sounds right. It was, it was like the first week of April. So it was give or take a day. Or Friday, two. Friday, I think April 3rd. I don't even have a mm-hmm. calendar, whatever. And, um, that was like a, uh, air quotes rollout. That was a <laughs> train wreck. Um, so the problem, the live from the application. Start, yeah. Problem from the start was the guidance from the SBA lenders, um, had um first of all the treasury and the sba were on the news in these briefings pretending like everything was fine and saying this thing was ready to go the week leading up to that friday it quote unquote launched and i don't know of anyone that actually pushed any loans through that day um, of all the lenders and banks that we were dealing with it was like tuesday or wednesday the next week yeah yeah Tuesday or Wednesday before lenders started um, actually processing anything. And even then, very few things were funded. They kept using the word process. You know, so many loans have been processed. And basically, that meant you got a loan ID and maybe a funding date. But um, so that was... I do remember we got... I mean, we did get one or two emails of people saying, at the beginning, saying that they had already got their loan ID. Um, But yeah, not... Not many. No, but that they kept like the the news kept reporting process like that was done deal loans like these loans mm-hmm. these businesses had money in their hands. Yeah, and that wasn't the case, even if you had an approval. So that was the first half of the program, which was for businesses under 500 employees, which I read in multiple places that it was 500 per location. Um. So there's a lot of large businesses that got millions of dollars because they may have had thousands of employees, but not 500 at any one location. I don't know yeah. if you saw that. I did not, but, but that's actually not surprising that no. that was able to slip through. Yeah. So that was, um, that was the first week and it seemed like things started to get hammered out for that half of the program. Then the next Friday, um, which would have been the 10th, 
Yes. I think. Yes. I think that was a Friday. If my dates are off, I will. Point is, a week later, they rolled out this self-employed slash independent contractor uh, portion of the rollout, and they allowed those types of people to start submitting applications. So if you're a one-man, you know, if you're like a real estate agent and, you know, you make 50 or 70 or 100,000 a year and you drop to no income, this is opportunity supposedly for you to be able to cover some of your, you know, typical commissions that you'd be making uh, when business at a standstill. And that rolled out on that Friday. Of course, that was a cluster. Nobody in that world got any money. <laughs> I'm curious if Friday. a single contractor, 1099, whatever employee got yeah. any money or even a loan ID. Yeah, um, I, I highly, highly doubt it. Yeah. But I'm curious if a single one even did. If anyone did, it will be, it would have been through PayPal at the last minute when they got approved, which is yeah. another thing that we'll get to. But anyway, so that rolled out. Then Tuesday, I think, the SBA and Treasury came out with the guidance for those people. So that guidance wasn't even ready for that mm -hmm. program when it rolled out that Friday. Tuesday, that guidance came out. Um, and then Wednesday, yep. <laughs> Wednesday night, pretty much, they were saying all right the money's money. accounted for. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then I saw some reports that said it didn't officially happen until Thursday morning, but regardless, <laughs> I mean, within a yeah. day. So yeah. self-employed people, you know, got put off for a week and then got screwed. Yeah. You know, by they didn't Thursday. stand a chance. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Need, they didn't nope. have a prayer. And I said, nope. um, I and I didn't say this before, but just uh, you know, I don't want to mention any of our funding sources or anything by name uh, in this, but some of our uh, connections in the community bank world ran their own uh, study when the thing was first rolling out, and they said we're going to need 1.2 trillion to service the demand on this thing. Yep. And that prompted me to do some math on my own. And that's kind of what <laughs> I was like, yeah, that makes sense. At least a trillion. And I started telling, you know, I started posting about it. We're going to need a trillion. 350 is not even close to enough. We very well might need more than a trillion for all the independent contractors that are going to be included. Yeah. Um, and I posted yesterday and I want to reiterate some of that, the numbers. Um, do you have a calculator that can do billions? A calculator that can app. do billions. Yeah, I don't think you can go to Google and do it. I don't think the Apple. I don't know. I think the Apple calculator. I mean, maybe can do what it. is the? No, yeah, I don't think even the scientific so, will do. I did my math a little bit off yesterday, just barely. So I want to make sure I give it, you know, correct numbers, but it's still atrocious. I said 1.3 million businesses got this money, but it was actually 1.6 is the updated number they came out with. Oh, yeah, let's see if this online calculator might work. Let's see. So, um, yeah, I, I used Google to do it. Um, what do we want to do? One point, let's do one, six, zero, 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 zero. Just tell me the number. <laughs> 1.6 million. This is, yeah. No, this is 16 million. Yeah. Backspace. There we go. Let's see. I'm maybe doing this backwards. I want to see 339 billion divided by 
1.6 million. That's oh, probably 339 billion. Trying to get the average loan amount, yeah. 300, okay. 39 billion. 39 billion. Yeah. Okay, divided Why by what? Why did they give you comments? Good grief. Divided by 1.6 million. Oh, no, this wasn't going to do it. Um, it back. Yeah, it should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> there we go. Yeah. 211,875. 211,000. Okay. So that's the average loan size based on the numbers, unless something's changed or they've updated anything today. Yeah. Um, so that, now let's do one more piece of math. God, I'm going to be killing people with this math. I'm sorry. Do 211,000. I saw yesterday that the average loan size was 240000 so I don't know what's true, but we'll just use conservative 211 divided by 2.5. It's 84400 okay. Times 12. That'll be over a million dollars in payroll a year. Right? Yeah. Oh, I got to do. Hold on. Okay, while you're doing that, so – the point in my math was the average loan um, was to a company that had a million dollar a year payroll, mm -hmm. which is not like that. I mean, we're not talking multi-billion dollar corporations that got this money, but it wasn't the small of small businesses. The people that need it the most didn't get it. Yeah. And I'm glad those jobs are saved. And, you know, I, I said that in my post yesterday and I truly am, or hopefully saved. We'll see. But, um, the, so why did this happen is kind of what I wanted to get at. And um, when they originally rolled this out, they rolled it out to banks, big banks and community banks. And then there are 14 non-bank SBA lenders in the country that are SBA licensed. But other than those 14 lenders, the rest of the um, program was rolled out to banks. So it was basically people who had a banking relationship in place that were able to get the money. Well, who is most likely to have a banking relationship in place? It's going to be companies that have mm. real size payrolls, uh, not micro businesses or solopreneurs or whatever it is. And even if you were a, you know, a two or three or four or five man business with a relationship with a bank, a lot of them, if you didn't have existing loans with them at first you know even like bank of america i think announced at first that they didn't or they were requiring that you have a lending relationship with yeah. them and then they ended up rolling that back because of the outrage but let's be honest who are they gonna be most incentivized to yeah. prioritize you know I, i'm not gonna say there's any proof I mean, it whatever, is what it is you look at the incentives yeah the, i mean this is a you know we'll look back on this era of economics and it'll be a textbook on what misincentives do yeah. um, you know you've got these banks that are obviously going to make sure the people that owe them a lot of money already get money to stay afloat and they're going to get the one percent on top of that money as well so they're going to make percent the lenders or, or that's five. right yeah yeah, yeah. you're right you're yeah. right five percent um yeah, yeah. on they want to get the five percent on the larger loans versus the smaller ones yeah. Exactly. I mean, the incentives were not, not only incentives and bank, big banks especially are not built to take care of $20,000 transactions. 
by the millions. I mean, you got millions of people that needed 50,000 and under. And banks are not built for that. Even in general, not just with PPP, banks are not built for that. That's why we exist as a loan broker. Is we do forty, fifty thousand dollars equipment transactions all day that banks have uh, no interest in and no, uh, you know, the the ability to underwrite loans like that and understand how to price them and process them in a reasonable time frame. Most banks are not doing that. That's why third-party lending even exists. Yep. Um, you know, but. I I don't know if it's just incompetence or if it's, you know, something more sinister, but the fact that fintech companies and non-bank lenders didn't get approved to participate in this program until just days before it ran out of money is, um, I mean, it's highly suspicious. It's a disgrace. Yeah. I mean, you have the PayPal's and the Squares and the OnDecks and Intuit. These are reputable companies um, that they literally fintech specializes in small transactions. Like that's what mm-hmm. they do. They could process billions of dollars of twenty thousand dollar loan requests, and we would have seen a much more even disbursement of the funds if those types of companies would have been able to participate. But they were handicapped for over a week, basically, before they could even get approved. And by that time, banks had been handling, you know, the program and the money was a lot closer to running out than I realized. Uh, I basically didn't. I didn't see hardly any reports of how much. I don't think they said anything about it until they're like, oh, it's almost out. Yeah. So I, I take it back. I remember seeing some stuff when it was probably about halfway. Um but that's when I was like saying, why are they keep using this word process? Like who's getting this money? I haven't seen anybody that's actually got the money. Well, turns out when you do this math that we just threw up here that um, 1.6 million businesses got the money, that's only 5% of small businesses. And it was the bigger 5% it seems. Mm-hmm. So you've got, uh, you know, if that doesn't show you how, wrong the math was on 350 billion (laughs) i mean (laughs) it's it's a mess um yeah but and we have i mean we just went through the 10 busiest days of our business ever i mean both of us just we ended up working 30 29 30 30 over 30 yeah Yeah, a million in total uh request uh, request yeah yep. which is a lot for our little 10 days little bit i think not yeah. even 10 days yeah because it was we pretty much because it was all last week and then we didn't really do anything wednesday or yesterday i feel like it was like monday no. and tuesday we still put in some yeah. applications yeah it was and then it was basically like five and, business days yeah yeah basically five six business days yeah um and yep. uh and I think we had maybe one request yeah. that matches that average of north of 200,000. Yep. Um, and that's assuming he did his math right. Yeah, most so of them you were, look at. I would say our average was like 30 to 40, probably. Yeah. 
yeah. which is right in line. It's a little maybe low of our, our average loan size outside of PVP. It's a little yeah. north of 50000 But our segment of the small business world that we service got screwed. I mean, mm-hmm. bottom line. The ripple effect is going to be enormous, you know, just to see how this, yeah. Know, I mean, yeah. In fact, these people are going to essentially going to have to hope that they just get the $1,200 stimulus check now instead yeah. of the PPP or the yeah. EIDL since that's out of money now too. Yeah, EIDL um, is out of money. And I, uh, that takes, that, that makes me think of uh, another topic I was debating, whatever, with the, the guy on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> it's completely simple. So he was, he was super respectful, but um, I say debating, we just had a couple back and forth, but he was saying, you know, this is why you shouldn't have this money go through private companies. You know, why you shouldn't have government money go through private companies. Um, you know, because look what happened. And my response to him was, well, I actually fall the other direction. There should have been more private companies involved. FinTech should have been approved from the start. It was, you know, the lack of the entire lending community should have been released to, to participate and yeah. do what they do best. Because and banks, the idea that banks are not built for the under $50,000 transactions, even if they wanted to do it, they do not, they don't have yeah. the infrastructure in place to handle that nor the incentives with this type of program and even if they i mean to expect the sba itself to do this entire program on their own is ludicrous i mean they would drown in a in the first four hours they did with the idl they proved with the idl that they could have never handled ppp which is okay i mean they're not built for that either but that's that's what the fintechs should have been they should, should have been taking everybody that applied for unemployment and hired them to the SBA to handle EIDL <laughs> and PPP <laughs> and then they would have been able to handle if you file for unemployment okay you're going to get an unemployment but you also have to do this job from home helping yeah. us handle these PPP and EIDL loans that's actually yep. exactly what they should have done yep and that's another i mean we could talk about the failures of PPP all day yep. which I mean, I was super encouraging people to do it. It makes me sound like I'm like, you know, talking out of one side saying you need this, you know, business. but you should, I mean, it, it, you should, everyone should have tried to get the money. You just got screwed if you're a real yeah. small business in this. But what's interesting, you bring up unemployment and we talked about this the other day and I'm glad you said that is there's some weird incentives going on there too that are going to mess businesses up because you're now getting what $600 on top of per week. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting the 600 plus your normal unemployment plus your normal unemployment. So that's $2,400. Six months right now is what they have planned. Six months of an extra 600, something like that. Yeah. They already built in like a certain amount of months into it. Yeah. And this is not just like hypothetical. I've talked to multiple business owners and they're all over Twitter that were running into this problem where, you know, let's take like Joe's sandwich shack that employs 10 people. Let's say he did get the PPP somehow, you know, through his community bank, which that's the one saving grace is community banks were able to help some average businesses from what I can tell, um, but not real small businesses. And again, it was people who already had relationships with them in most cases. Anyway, um, so you've got Joe's sandwich shop that has 10 employees, you know, these are these are, you know, lower skilled type positions in most cases. Well, there you've got a lot of situations where people are now making more money on unemployment 
than mm-hmm. they would be at their sandwich shop place. And you have people boasting that they're making more right. unemployment. And so now you've got Joe who has, I don't know, whatever, he got $50,000 PPP loan or whatever math would make sense in that situation. In order for him to have that loan forgiven, he has to maintain his payroll and maintain his staff. Well, if, if he can't, and he has to do that within the eight weeks after the loan funds, he yeah. has to disperse that money towards payroll. Well, if he is now trying to keep those people on staff, but they are making more money on unemployment and he gets stuck not spending that money on payroll within eight weeks, then he gets rolled into a two-year loan and his business is now going back into trying to recover from a crisis with more debt than it had beforehand. Mm-hmm. And um, that is going to, that's going to bankrupt some businesses who can't yep. figure out how to use this money in a forgivable way because they can't get people to come back to work because they make more on unemployment. Yeah. And then he's going to roll into the whatever, if you want to call it quote unquote recovery period, I'm sure I think we're far away from actual recovery, but if we're going to get back into restarting the economy and then he's got to do that with now a new two year short term loan that he's got to figure out how to pay back plus rehire people to get his business going again. Yep. Um, yeah, that's going to cripple some, yeah, some I think small businesses too. It's going to be interesting to see where we're at in the next month or two, you know, yeah. just given, especially if there isn't anything new for the PPP, you know, there's no new stimulus checks going out. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how most yeah. of these places can stay afloat. Um, yeah. You know, I think it was, I just saw Best Buy laid off 51,000 workers wow. yesterday. Um, and then, oh, and then I got a notification. There's a, it's, oh, it was like 300 gold gyms are closing permanently, like with wow. zero plans to reopen. Uh, three of them were here in San Antonio. Um, wow. You know, these places are just, just, yeah, up a creek without a paddle. Yeah. Uh, you know, it'll and be... it's, uh, it's hard to talk about, like, the large-scale economics of this thing without, you know, getting people too excited politically. Yep. But, um, so I try to just talk about it from a math standpoint, but, um, you know, we're... You have to. Yeah, we're, I mean, we just pumped, we're over $5 trillion in the stimulus. I mean, a lot of, I think like the main street lending program in that second round of 2.3, maybe that money hasn't been you mean a big business, <laughs> big business lending program. Yeah. What, yeah. They're called, it's called the main street lending program, but yeah, we should probably call it the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that plan's a disaster too, in terms of incentives. I already talked about that. So I won't, go into a bunch of detail but my point is we're five trillion dollars pumping pumping this money we're going to probably be at 10 trillion before anything Mm -hmm. Um, money printer is running yeah it's running and uh people you know most people just don't understand that it's that if that's the the taxpayer that gets to eat that you know when these um when these like PPP loans are forgiven. I already said it, so I don't want to like repeat it too much, but a forgiven loan is just a defaulted loan. That's a nice way of saying this loan is now defaulted. Yeah. You know, but somebody still has to cover it. 
Right. That's exactly what uh, what I'm saying. There's always a counterparty to a, a, a loan. There's a borrower and then there's a lender. Well, if a loan defaults, whether you call it forgiven or you know defaulted, yeah. whatever word you use, the, the lender eats that. Well, the lender in this case is not the banks. The banks are not lending this money. They're facilitating it, but they're selling all these loans to the Fed. Well, the Fed doesn't have just money sitting there either. They have to either print it or tax it or some way they have to get that from society. So we're, we're socializing all these defaults, mm -hmm. uh, which is what, you know, that's what we did in 2008, 2009. You know, we, it's capitalism for the gains and socialism for the losses essentially. And I shouldn't even say those words. People are going to be pissed at me now. <laughs> but yeah. It's okay. As long as it's socialism it is, for though. big business, that's what's yeah. important. <laughs> you know, don't but let them burn to the ground like real capitalism. <laughs> Give them money so they can be zombie right. corporations. Yeah. Stay afloat. You and know, it's okay. Screw yeah. the people. And this crisis was a lot worse because of what happened in 2008, 2009. Uh, we took interest rates to zero and we blew up the balance sheet with uh, quantitative easing. And we never shrank that balance sheet. And we pretended like we were letting rates normalize, but I don't remember what they got to like 3%, 4% at best. Uh, like yeah, that was not. Right. Yeah. That's not a normalized market determined interest rate. So then when this crisis happened, you've got no bullets in the chamber. You can't re-lower interest rates enough to effectively do anything. So now we take interest rates back to zero and we're on quantitative easing number four, which is magnitudes larger than any quantitative easing program in the past. Um, so it'll be, you know, it'll be everyday citizens that eventually eat, you know, eat the, the cost of all this unfortunately but it's tough you know that's uh that's something that you know i did have on my mind the other day was you know i'm it's hard i'm like pushing ppp because in my day-to-day -day life like i want to see our clients businesses saved you know it's like you just you want to do everything you can with the rules that are in front of you to try to help your clients and that's what we're trying to do but then yeah. the other side of Blake is looking at the macroeconomic consequences of just printing money and uh, it creates this weird kind of moral conflict of like, you know, you, you know that it's not good for the long-term health of the economy, but you're just trying to save Joe's sandwich shack who's your client. And, and, so if anybody uh, listening has a takeaway, go buy some gold right now. <laughs> this is not a podcast for investment advice. Yeah, this is not a podcast not for investment advice, us. but SEC FINRA, we, yeah. you are not welcome here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, if you invest in anything based on what Ryan says, you are taking on immense risk. And yes, you are <laughs> taking on immense risk. Yes, it is not financial Whatever. advice. I should have prefaced Whatever. that. <laughs> but um, gee, what was I saying? Oh, uh, just the moral conflict of it is it's uh, – it's tough because you're just trying to help businesses stay afloat. And it's not a situation where these businesses made any business failure. It's a government enforced shutdown that is causing mm -hmm. their business failure. So then it's like, well, obviously what do you, you're forcing these businesses that, I mean, I literally talked to people, I had this whole conversation with a, uh, one of our guys in Colorado that um, I talked to him a bunch. We've never done a deal for him, but we will eventually. But he was just talking about, he's like, I didn't want to take the money, but he's like, you know, it's kind of against my ethics. You know, this is a guy that, mm -hmm. you know, would 
do anything before taking government help. I mean, anything. It's the last yeah. thing you want to see. Like, dude, they're forcing, you know, they're forcing shutdowns. What are you supposed to do? You know, they're kind of, they're almost forcing people on government assistance that would never in a million years have thought about it beforehand, you know? Yeah. That's, how these, that's how these business owners and entrepreneurs are for the most part. They're entrepreneurial, figure it out their own way, you know? So, anyway, how long have we been recording? Uh, I'd say about 35 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, <laughs> let's see what if we've got any articles that. Only one with the oh, sound Mark, line so far. Mark Cuban. <laughs> Mark Cuban. Yeah. He, he has some it. good good critiques of the program, for sure. Mm -hmm. The PPP. Anybody, anybody's curious to read it, we'll link it at the bottom of the description. Yeah. Yeah, we won't go through all this, but I'll think number six or number five was really interesting um uh, yep number six banks from yeah. banking remembers the financial crisis um and i meant to talk about this but i never did but why there was such a log jam and still is a log jam most likely i haven't looked at the numbers today but why is there a log jam in getting funds actually released why was it so hard why did banks only work with solid big clients because those are the people they could uh verify all the information was correct and yeah. this is why if we read, let's see. And bank on it, not defaulting. And then the bank's got to cover. Yeah. All they, the money. They're not even, yeah. But not even just defaulting, but, um, fraud. Or trying, like, yeah. Yeah. They, you know, the, these, these businesses that had established relationships with them, they knew were not fraudulent businesses. And the reason is in 2008, 2009, a lot of the lending that happened there, the, uh, they ended up those banks got audited on a lot of those loans and guarantees from the government get ripped away from these banks post crisis. And then those banks are stuck holding the defaults on anything that the government deemed as fraud. So people are mad at the banks for not pushing quicker, but the banks are like, Hey, we got to make sure every loan that we do is not fraudulent or the government might come back on us like they did after the 0809 mm -hmm. crisis. I think that's what he says here. It's real short, but every bank I've talked to is terrified that all these loans will be audited in two years and a new political climate will lead to them being nitpicked in those audits and actually losing a substantial amount of money. Um, Which is fair. I mean, you yeah, can't blame them says. for that at all. Yeah. It's yep. very last sentence. The reality is that this request is very reasonable, which is hundred percent true. I mean, that's any reasonable business would have that response. Yep. And that's why so many, uh, so many lenders, uh, you know, even some that we have relationships with took so long to start processing stuff is because they said we need correct guidance from the SBA because if we start funding the loans. It could be irresponsible lending and we could get eaten alive down the yep. road because of this. Yep. So let's see. Is there anything else? Uh, well, uh, Fargo's saying they're ready for round two, but yeah. drop the ball in round one. <laughs> Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it then. Um, oh, wait, wait. Go to the far left, the coming default. Oh. This is one last thing I want to talk about. So I uh, had a conversation with a friend a couple of days ago, and I said the same thing. I said that the average American has not seen the pain yet of the credit tightening. And I was talking about business credit, but residential or you know consumer credit too but mm -hmm. uh, lenders are tightening 
have already tight. I mean, it froze in March. You yeah. know, we couldn't get a business working capital to save our life. Um, and, uh, that will, that'll have a trickle effect, you know, over time. And I don't think the average person has seen, or maybe they're starting to see with you talking about these gold gyms closing and all these others, but, um, the, when, when businesses revenues freeze, they turn to credit and lending, but lending is frozen too. So yep. there is no capital <laughs> moving through businesses and, um, some of them are hanging on by a shoestring for another couple of weeks, maybe maybe a couple of months. And I, I just don't think the average person, especially under quarantine, people are not out to see what businesses are closing and 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 not closing. But a yeah. lot of businesses behind the scenes are shutting down and will be shutting down because they don't have any access to any type of capital. I think that's what this article is about. I didn't even read it. I probably should have beforehand, but. Becoming default in online lending. Is that what this was? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if there's anything. I probably should have read through it all. But anyway, it's just an article confirming what I've been saying that, you know, these lenders, uh, lenders are about to be in a bind too. Not just that they've stopped lending, but their existing loans are, are going to start folding up. Um, yeah. as businesses can't make payments. JP Morgan, we talked about Titans. This is, yeah, this is, so this in, they doubled in the past few weeks as a percentage impairment. of total payment impairments on loans. Wow. Wonder what, what are they considering an impairment? Just missed payments maybe? Uh, yeah, loan delinquencies. Yeah. Um, unable to pay their credit card auto loans, home mortgages. Um, oh, so these are consumer loans. Yeah. yeah. And you got JP Morgan that's tightening credit requirements to 700 or something like that with yep. 20% down payments on mortgages. Required gonna, 20% down. We will be a nation of renters. Yes. Uh, I mean, it already who, feels like we almost are. It seems like every yeah. other day I drive down the street, I'm seeing a new apartment complex going up. Yep. Yep. Um, and home building will get crushed, which is, I'll be interested to see how that goes here in Texas. I mean, DFW is like, I've never seen new home building like I do. Mm -hmm. in in the dfw area you know i moved here it's like there's a new neighborhood being built every other day yeah. i expect that will probably completely freeze i mean those guys are going to lose a ton of money because they're not able to sell those homes because there's not going to be people with 20 percent down and 700 yeah. credit to move into those neighborhoods i mean you're going to have zombie neighborhoods not just yeah. zombie companies but all right that's well, yeah. bad about that. That is, this is Ryan and Blake signing off. Hold on. Make sure I don't have anything else that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. All right. That's what, that's what, uh, what we think about that. Uh, hopefully we'll get, um, I, I do hope we get another round of PPP um, as much as I'm conflicted about the program as a whole. I mean, I want to see businesses survive for sure. And I want to see yeah. our clients have an opportunity. Um, and I want to see fintechs will. and non-bank lenders get a chance at this thing to do what they do best. Um, so let's uh, cross our fingers that Congress can get something through on that. Yeah. But, all right, folks. That's, Ryan and Blake now signing off. Thank you.
Colorado.